0: I think this is our fourth time to study prosperity. We're going to be studying it for a while, because on uh, Sundays and Wednesday nights, because I got so many things going here, because we are studying from this book. By Dr. Leroy Thompson called How to Find Your Wealthy Place And I think this is a pretty new book I'm not sure I hadn't looked when But it's first I've heard of it anyway And so I got this I ordered it off of television When he was on Brother Copeland's program And uh, just read it And I was just so blessed And like I told you last Wednesday night Just wanted to make sure that you got it And I know that you lead busy schedules And so if I were to say I want everybody in the church to read it Well I might get about uh, I'd hope I'd get about 50% But maybe not that many Because I know you're busy And if you did read it It might take you a while you know, I know sometimes it takes me a while to read some books, and so. Uh, but this one is a good one. If you want to order it, Colin's going to be ordering some tomorrow, and you can follow along with me. And I don't know how much it's going to cost. Really, don't matter. I think I know it's less than twelve dollars. I mean, it might be ten, it might be eight, it might be eleven. I don't know, <laughs> but it's something in those vicinities anyway. Because, uh, but uh, wouldn't matter if it was fifty. Really, I think we'll charge. 50. No, not really. <laughs> no, wouldn't matter if it was fifty though, because I guarantee you it's worth it. Anyway, uh, when I read it. I got blessed and so I said well we'll just study Out of it amen and so we're studying From uh, Dr. Leroy Thompson's book Now he's a pastor in uh, Darrow Louisiana and I have We we wouldn't study after him If we didn't know he was um, If we didn't know him and we've not just heard about him or just read his books. We've been in his meetings uh, several times. We've been in meetings with, where Dr. Leroy was, uh, was preaching. And plus, I have listened to several sets of his tapes, ordered them myself and listened to them. I want to read to you from the preface because this is what we're reading every week. I have given you a voice. He said, the Lord told me, Leroy, I have given you a voice for money and I have given my people ears to hear. I have anointed you to get the truth across to my people They are going to get it this time like never before Keep the vision clear, keep the revelation clear Do not compromise, do not apologize This time I will not be denied and so you're going to get it this time. Amen. Amen. God said to him, you're going to get it this time. And you know, God, I like that part where it says, God said, this, I, this time I will not be denied. You know, God is interested in you prospering. Amen. Sometimes we think we just want to. No, God wants you to prosper more than you want to. Hallelujah. Amen. And he won't be denied you prospering. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad when God makes up his mind and gets determined about something. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, then it goes on to say There is a place you can go To where you do not have to even think about money Because you have so much of it I, I, I like that Because you know what You've spent most of your life thinking about money You spend most of every day thinking about money You do, really I mean I know you're not money minded But you just are always thinking Well should I spend this, should I not You know how much can I spend at the grocery store How much, should I pay this bill now Or should I wait You know you're always thinking Oh the kids need lunch money All day long is talking about money How would you like to get to a place You don't even have to think about it Whoa, hallelujah That's where we want to go Because you have so much of it And every believer Say every believer believer. Not just a select few can go there Hallelujah. God's no respecter of persons. We've already determined that. So if one can go, we all can go. Amen? And so we're going to be studying tonight. Turn to Psalm 66 verse 12. This is our key scripture. This is the scripture that the whole book was named after. Well, you might might say, well, I don't know if God really wants everybody to prosper. Well, you just had not been reading your Bible then. Because the Bible is a book about prosperity. It's full of prosperity. Full of men and women that prospered. Psalm 66, 12, are y'all there? It says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. So some of you may feel like you've been through fire and you've been through water when it comes to finances, but I tell you, God wants to bring you out into a wealthy place. Amen? Hallelujah. You'll be a good testimony for Him when you're wealthy. You're also a good testimony for Him when you're healthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um Let's turn now, I want us to turn tonight and look at the wealthy place that God in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 8, look at the wealthy place that uh, God describes that he brought his children into in the Old Testament. And I want you to remember as we're reading from Deuteronomy chapter 8 beginning in verse 7, I want you to remember that the Old Testament is the Old Covenant. And that Hebrews says that we have a new and better covenant based on better promises and based on better blood. Amen. They got this covenant based on the blood of bulls and goats. We have our covenant based on the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we have a better covenant than this. And this is good stuff. But we have better than this, okay? Verse. Uh, we're starting in verse 7. It says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land a land of brooks, of water, of fountains, and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in, a, in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou, shalt, thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and are full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and has built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God which broughteth thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that. That great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end, and thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which He sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. So we see here a picture of the wealthy place that He brought them into. There are several things I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture. Uh, First of all, He said in verse 9 that it was a land where there would be no scarceness, where they would not lack anything. Amen But then look at the last part of that verse It says a land whose stones are iron And out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass See he gave them an opportunity there to get wealth He planted things there He put things in the land He put resources in the land But they had to do something didn't they I mean they couldn't just sit on the porch and rock In Canaan land and expect God to prosper them Could he could they? I mean, he said there's prosperity there, but he said, I've put it there in the hills. I've put that iron there for you to dig it out. Amen. Amen. And so he's planted our prosperity in the earth. And there is enough wealth in the earth for every one of his children to be wealthy and prosperous. There's enough money in the earth for everyone to be prosperous and wealthy. There is, there is, Well, I don't even want to go into it, but in one of John Avanzini's books, he talks about all the tremendous wealth that is in the world, in resources. The world, God set it up to be a wealthy place for his children. Amen? But it doesn't mean that we can sit on the uh, front porch and rock and confess, praise God, my God's making me wealthy. No, he said they had to dig. How many of you know digging is work? Amen. And so God's going to give you a plan, but the plan's going to involve work, family. Amen. And I want to tell you something, because a lot of people don't realize this. A lot of Christians, when they first heard this message, just thought, Man, I can quit my job. You know, this was years ago. I can quit my job. I can just believe I receive. I can just confess the Scriptures. I don't have to work. And God's just going to pay for it. God's just going to, no, God's going to give you, the Bible says right there in that last verse, verse 18, that He gives you the power to gain wealth. He didn't even say He gave you the wealth. He said He gave you the power to gain it. Amen? Amen. So he gives us the power Part of that power is in the wisdom he gives us Part of the power is in the knowledge of witty ideas and inventions that he gives us I mean, he gives us ideas that, that, that we, if we follow through on them, they will make us wealthy Amen And then part of that power is he gives us physical strength Amen Part of that power that he gave you to get wealthy was he gave you gifts There's, He put things inside of you You aren't smart on computers because you just are a just highly intelligent being you don't think that, do you? I mean, God put it in you. It's not that you're just smarter than me. <laughs> it's real, not Barry, you're not just smarter than me. God put a gift in you. Amen. Amen. And He just didn't happen to put computer in me. Amen. You know? Now I know anything can be learned and stuff And sometimes we just have to get in there and learn If we don't have natural ability But some of the, we, the gifts and things God put in us Were put in us to make us wealthy amen. So you know One of the things you need to look at Is what you're good at If you're a good cook If you're, a good, if you're good with children if, you're good, if, you, if, if you have artistic abilities God put those gifts in there If you're musical Amen if you have those design abilities and you, you, you wake up designing dresses or designing houses or designing whatever, designing cars, whatever you wake up designing, if you're one of those people, God put that gift in you. And that's part of your power to gain wealth. Amen. And so we need to look at those things. And I know some of you are out there going, man, I'm not good at anything. But you just haven't uncovered. God did not pass out. Why he, because he's no respecter of persons, he did not gift some people and not gift others. You're gifted. You just hadn't figured out where yet. Now, you may not be gifted musically, but you, you're gifted somewhere. You're gifted. Amen. Amen. And you just hadn't pinpointed it or you've either pinpointed it and discounted it. You know, you, hadn't, you just like hadn't figured out it's a, di- a gift. I know I have this friend, she lives in Houston now, but they used to be in our church. And you know, this woman, I never saw anybody love babies like this woman. I mean, every baby that comes in the church, she wants to hug it and kiss it and all that. And you know, one day I just said like, Norma, I said, don't you get it that nobody, not everybody feels that way? I mean, do you not catch, girl, that God has put something in you here? And, and you know in the new church she's in In Houston of course in a big church You know I said well are you working in the nursery yet No not yet And she's real shy she would never go tell them I said I am going to have to call them And tell them that they better get you in the nursery Because I'm telling you this woman Loves babies So see you know what? A, sometimes people Do not under they, they, They're not thinking that's a gift they're not seeing it as a gift. Okay, and so let's look on here. So he said he's going to put uh, iron in, in, in those hills, and you can dig it out. Amen. So, you know, how wealthy we get depends on us. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, some people think that wealth is, is God wants to make you wealthy so you can live a life of ease. Wealth is not a life of ease. Amen. I can tell you it takes a lot of time just to take care of wealth. I mean, just to balance bank statements and, and keep up with it is very time-consuming. The bookkeeping of wealth is very time-consuming. Amen. Amen? And, you know, that's part of it. Counting your money takes time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It takes time to figure out how you're going to give it away, too. Go over to Deuteronomy chapter 11. See, you're prosperous for a reason. You're prosperous for, he said there, wait, wait a minute, I wasn't through there. Why did I get in such a hurry? Got distracted there I wanted you to look there in verse 12 I'm going to read it to you if you've already gone But he said you're going to build goodly houses Hallelujah Not just one house but houses Goodly houses Did y'all notice that? Amen And so he he talks there about uh, being careful though That you don't get puffed up when you get this wealth And forget God And begin to think that you got this for yourself And uh, in other words, get your priorities out of order Get so busy taking care of the money Get so busy taking care of the things that money can buy That you forget God It's a dangerous thing, family It's a dangerous thing to forget God Because, you know, I'm not saying God's going to get you Because we don't preach God's going to get you in this church But I can tell you one thing You can lose wealth real fast and God's not going to be taking it away, but when you cease to have His wisdom, because you've ceased to call on His wisdom, and you quit having wisdom, it'll be real easy to lose it and let it slip through your hands. Amen. Amen. So it's very important that we tie ourselves to the Lord. And I want you to notice there in verse um, uh, uh, in Verse 16. He said that He fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that He might humble thee, and then He might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. You know the years that if you've just been in, the past years? You know what God's been doing in your life? He's been proving you. Right. Amen. He's been proving you because He wants to do you good. Amen. Amen. But God proves us first a lot of times, most of the time. He proves us before before He allows a great prosperity to come upon us. He proves our faithfulness, He proves our steadfastness. He proves that we'll tithe with a100 dollars before he gives us thousand dollars and a million dollars. He proves us, Amen. He proves us that we're faithful. He, and so the best thing you can do if you haven't walked in all the prosperity that you want yet, is just keep being faithful. Don't, don't, don't lose your stewardship. Amen. Keep being faithful to the Lord because he's proven you that he might do you good in your latter end. Turn to Deuteronomy 11, verse 10 now. God wants to do you good. Thank you, Jesus. In verse 10 it says For the land whither thou goest in to possess it Is not as the land of Egypt From whence ye came out Where thou sowest thy seed And waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs But the land whither ye go to possess it Is a land of hills and valleys And drinketh water of the rain of heaven He's talking about there Coming into a place financially That you don't do it in your own strength In the land of Egypt, they had to water with their own feet. That's talking about a watering wheel that they had to walk on in order to irrigate the crops. Amen? Amen. And they had to do it in their own strength. Family, aren't you glad that we although we have to obey God and we have to work, we don't have to do this on in our own strength. The Bible talks about entering into his strength. It talks about taking hold of the strength of God. When you feel like you can't do something, when you feel like God, I, I'm just about to give out here. You know what you're supposed to do? It doesn't matter if you're if you're standing for healing, you're standing for finances, or if you're just trying to get through the work day, the Bible talks about. In Isaiah, taking hold of his strength. See, you don't have to do anything you do in your own strength. You don't have to clean house in your strength. You don't have to take care of your yard in your strength. You can do it in his strength. Amen. You don't have to do it in your own strength. You don't have to go to work every day in your own strength. You can go in his strength. Amen. And you need to learn to start doing that on the job you're in now so that you can be practiced up for doing things in his strength. Instead of your own strength When you start entering in to your wealthy place Amen Because the tendency is to get real overwhelmed In the wealthy place Amen Because when you start prospering you'll be busy Hallelujah You'll be very busy That's what it's about is, is, is be, God will be If you have a business The business will be booming You'll have to stay in His strength Hallelujah Glory to God So we water the finances We water our finances Not in our own strength But one of the ways we water our finances Now is with the word of God We're not doing this in our own strength We're not thinking we have to do it See you can tell when a businessman is thinking He has to do it Because he, well, like, he won't have time to, He won't have time to get to church Because he might miss a dollar that's doing it in your own strength. I can't I have to go to I can't go to church because you know I uh, I have to, I promised somebody I'd have this done. That's leaning on your own strength. That's not leaning on God's strength. And so God wants you to get in his strength and do it in him. In him. Amen. So we take hold of the word of God and we water our finances with the word. We're not concerned about, we don't, we don't bow to man. We don't bow to the fear of man. Because why? Because we're not depending on man to prosper us. Amen. We don't have to do it man's way. See, men will give you all sorts of advice. Your banker sometimes, and not, not, I mean, not ever bankers this way, but sometimes bankers, they'll want you to compromise they'll want you to do things that are not quite right sometimes. Amen? Amen. Sometimes, you know, uh, people that you will be negotiating with and doing business with, they'll want you to compromise. That's doing it in your own strength. Amen? Amen? In other words, you know, when people tell you, well, we're not going to give you this contract unless you do something that you know is not right then you don't have to compromise. You don't need that. You don't, you know what? All you need is God's prosperity. You don't need theirs. Hallelujah. And so this very important. And you know what, family? There is nobody in business that doesn't have opportunity to compromise. It's not going to pass you up. Even in your job, maybe you have had opportunity to compromise. I want to tell you now, if you work for a man, you do not have to compromise your principles for that person in order not to lose a job. Amen? Amen? And so, um, and you know, and one of the best ways to never have to compromise Is to be in business for yourself Amen Then you're not subject to other people It says take hold, you know, so he's saying don't water with your own feet and your own strength Because in the land I'm bringing you, God will water for you You water with the word and God will water for you So we take hold of the word of God with tenacity and with boldness and with confidence Amen We trust God Hallelujah. You know what, though? Family, it'd be better to be a pauper and be upright. And you've got to get to that point where you say, I'd rather die. I'd rather die than compromise. I'd rather have nothing than to compromise. When you get to that point, you'll be there. When you say, I'd rather, Smith Wigglesworth said, I'd rather die believing God. Amen? Amen? And you, the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and their word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. We need, you need to quit loving self so much that, that you are willing to compromise. You got to get to the point where you don't, it's like, okay, kill me, but I'm not compromising. Okay, take all my finances, but I'm not compromising. And when you get to that point, you'll be there. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you're there. You're not going to compromise. You know, compromisers don't come to church on Sunday night. Amen. Amen. Psalm 84. Man, it's hot in here, or at least it is on the stage. Thank you, Jesus. That's just a hint. But if everybody else is, okay, well. Psalm 84, verse 11. Maybe it's just the words the hot. Uh, Psalm 84, 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. If I walk uprightly, there's nothing God will withhold from me. Amen? Hallelujah. I, I like that scripture. Turn to Psalm 23. I'm just looking at some scriptures about our wealthy place. Psalm 23, 1. The Word of God, when you start reading it, you're going to find wealth all through it. You're going to find prosperity all through it. You're going to find other things too. You're going to find health all through it. Quit reading the Word of God from a perspective of God's out to get you. God's going to do you wrong. You can make the Word say anything you want to make it say. Amen. Amen. Start reading it from the perspective of God's a good God. And I'll tell you, it'll change the way you interpreted many scriptures all your life. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, I tell you what, that sums it up right there. Did y'all ever, we, we quote this scripture and we don't even think about it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I won't ever have a want. Why? Because God's already supplied it. God's done it. Psalm 23, 1, that's good. 23, 5. Says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. Thank God for abundance. Thank God for the overflow. Thank God our cup runs over. Amen. Hallelujah. God doesn't want to just give you barely enough to get by. He wants to run your cup over. Amen. Hallelujah. See, He wants you to have so much that it's just running over out of you, and you're just giving it to others, splashing over on others. Oh, praise God! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to see yourself doing that. Begin to see yourself uh, being a blessing to people, and then begin to do it on whatever level you're at. Maybe you're not at the level where you maybe you dream of taking people and buying them clothes, but you can't do that yet. Well, then start by buying cards or something, and start blessing them on blessing people on whatever level you're at. Amen. And God will increase you. Amen. God wants us wealthy for a reason. You're supposed to have money with a mission. Amen. You have an assignment from God to be wealthy. And your assignment from God to be wealthy is in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. We've read this scripture before, but this sums up the reason that He wants you wealthy. And the reason He's so willing to make you wealthy. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 And that says And God is able to make all grace Abound towards you That ye always having all sufficiency In all things may abound To every good work The reason God is so willing to make you wealthy Is right there So you can abound to every good work Amen. So never again in your life does something have to come to your house and you say, man, that is awesome. I love what they're doing in South America or I love what they're doing over in Europe. I wish I could sow seed into that. God never wants you to be in that place again. He wants you to abound to every good work. Not a few good works, but every good work. Amen. So when, so when pastor gets up and talks about TV, praise God, I abound to that good work. Amen. When, when, when pastor says Well you know we're going to take an offering For a special speaker I abound towards that That's a good work I believe in what they're doing in Italy Or, or, or Thailand or wherever they're from I, I, I believe in that work I want to abound in that work Amen And so that's what it's all about That's what your prosperity is for Amen. And of course it's a never ending cycle because as you abound to every good work, you're putting seed in the ground and there you you reap and so you never run out. Amen. Because you're continually sowing, so you're continually reaping, you're continually sowing, so God's continually making grace abound towards you that you might abound to more good works. Hallelujah. You're just a flow through for Him. Amen. You're a flow through for the kingdom of God. And you don't have your mind on riches. You don't have your mind on money for money's sake. You have your mind on money only for the kingdom's sake. Amen. Hallelujah. And the good that you can do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Turn to... um, um a- Ecclesiastes chapter 5 And verse 3 So we have wealth for a covenant reason Not a covetous reason Amen Amen. Thank you Jesus Well you say well what if I was To get wealthy and I was to get Covetous well I tell you what family If you aren't covetous when you Have a hundred dollars you won't be covetous When you have a million but if you're covetous with a hundred, you'll be covetous no matter what you have. You know, sometimes people think that the rich people are the covetous people, but a lot of times the stingiest people in the world are poor people. Amen. It really is. A lot of times, see, we think, we think, we've been taught, many of us, to think really badly of rich people. But you know, you know what? Nothing could, it's really not the truth. Now, obviously, there are rich people that do bad things with their money. But you know what? There are poor people that do bad things with their money. Amen. Amen. There are just as many poor people that are doing bad things with drugs and all sorts of pornography and stuff like that with their money as there are rich people doing those things with their money. Of course, we don't hear news reports about the... Uh, the poor ones that are using their money wrong Do we? We only hear new, news reports About the rich ones that use their money wrong And we don't hear very, very many News reports about people that Are abounding to good works And when we do it's put in sort of a Kind of a uh, I, I know you know when Bill Gates Gives a 12 million dollars to something Well it's kind of like Well you know he kind of He could have done more They nearly put it in a negative light When they do When, when people do give you know, they nearly make fun of people like uh, Kathy Lee Gifford And people like that that try to do things with their money That, you know, she built uh, Cassidy's house and, and Cody's house I don't know, you know, everybody's got a house Anyway, <laughs> you know, and it's where little kids Our parents actually and little kids that are recovering from sickness I really don't know what it's for But I just know it has to do with people that are sick They can go there and stay And, you know, it's like Ronald McDonald house anyway It's like that And, um, you know, but they nearly put that down When people do good things with their money Listen, don't let the world's way of thinking get over on you Amen Amen. Hallelujah, praise God See, my parents now, we didn't have money But I don't know why, I guess it was God But they raised me around rich people Or rich, you know Rich for where we lived Amen I was raised going to people's houses that, That had a lot more money than we had I think God was just exposing me Amen I think it was part of His plan on my life are you in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3? I'm not I'm in Ecclesiastes But I hadn't found 5 Okay this is an important scripture um, It says in 5.3 For a dream cometh through the multitude of business That's kind of a scripture That you would overlook really normally Solomon said, you know, nobody really, I didn't get this scripture out of uh, Brother Leroy's book. God showed me this scripture. The dream cometh through the multitude of business. Have you got a dream? Then you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to find out from God how to make brass out of those iron rocks that he's planted in your life. You know, don't you wish he just, you know, it was just automatic? But no, he didn't put, he didn't put the final result in your life. He just put the iron rocks. Amen. And you got to dig them. And so we dig them, we confess the word, and we pray, and we seek God, and we ask him for, God, help me to know how to prosper. Help me to find my wealthy place. Father, show me. Father I confess that I'm at the right place at the right time I confess that my steps are ordered by the Lord And see that's, that's how we find our wealthy place We begin to agree with his word We begin to believe there is a wealthy place for us We begin to agree with his word and speak the word of God And God begins to lead us step at a time But you know family like I keep telling you You know it's not going to just be sit back and rock And one day maybe you'll win Publishers Cleansing house. No that's not how it is you know, you know why God's not in Publisher's Clearinghouse? Do you want me to tell you why? Because if he was, he'd be a respecter of persons. Because how many Christians do you think enter? Oh, man, I mean, I've even entered. Amen. But he'd be a respecter of persons if he got involved. You know why God's not involved in Alabama football? Because <laughs> there's Christians on the other team, too. And they're praying all the same prayers. <laughs> now, he will answer prayers like, you know, help me do my best, God. Help us to, you know, help me to think. Help me to be quick on my, I mean, him, you know, pray the right prayers and you can get a lot of help from God that could help you win. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Help me get a, well, I won't say that. <laughs> help me get, at the, be at the right place at the right time. Amen. Amen. But see, he's not, he's not up in heaven. You know, my grandmother always really, really, really thought that Dallas Cowboys, that God was for them. That was God's team. Yeah, they have a hole. They don't have a lid on their stadium. You know, it's a building without a lid, so God can see the game. I mean, there's people think like that. You know, the same people that think the King James Bible is the Bible that Paul carried, you know. Right. Amen. (laughs) Really? And and the same people that think that, uh, what is it, dog is man's best friend, that the word says that. There are people that think that. We've actually had a lady say to us, Pastor, you know the word says dog is man's best friend. Well, thank God dog is not man's best friend. I am so thankful that I have better friends than that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank God that, you know, God's not on anybody's team. Amen. That he will help us do our best. And we can pray for God to help them do their best. And help them, you know, to be good sports and all those kind of things. And to keep them safe. You know, we can pray all those things and God answers those prayers. But God's not in the publisher's clearinghouse. Because if he was, he'd have to honor you above me. Amen. Amen. Now you say, well, what about if a Christian wins? Well, it was just one in 200 zillion chance came up. Amen. Amen. Well, what should they do about it? Hey, just believe God to be wise in how they spend it. Amen. Believe God for wisdom and carry on. So if you win something, well, you know, I wouldn't say it was the devil, but God's no respecter of persons. Amen. So either you were the only Christian that entered, or you were the only Christian that entered in faith. <laughs> Amen. Or, you know, it was just that one intriguing chance and, you, you know, you got it. Hallelujah. But we can't sit back on our rocking chair waiting to win publishers clearing house or, you know, hallelujah. We can't believe that, that, that our continual supply, you know, we get unexpected checks in the mail. We're believing for them. I'm believing for unexpected checks in the mail. But I don't believe that every day my continual supply is going to come from an unexpected check in the mail, that every day a rebate or return is going to come to my house, amen. I believe that there's that God's put iron ore in my life. He's put something in me. He's put opportunities and ideas in me. And that I better get to digging. And that in the multitude that my dream is somewhere in the iron ore of my life. That power to gain wealth is in that iron ore of my life. I don't believe it's in me giving my eight hours a day to Walmart. Amen. I notice they keep all the money. Amen. That they're not real good about sharing it with their employees. Except just so much per hour. Amen. You know, they'll pass out smiles. They may even pass out handshakes. My dad, he always wants to give handshakes for Christmas gifts. <laughs> he's a banker, you've got to understand. <laughs> he's just going to give handshakes. No, actually he's real generous, but, you know, he, he wants to let you... Think that he's just going to give you a handshake <laughs> and, uh, and, and see they'll pass out All those kind of things But see no the power to gain wealth God's put it in you You need to get to pray Pray in tongues you'll discover a lot of stuff Amen. Pray in the Holy Ghost Wisdom will come forth out of you And you'll begin to see things God will begin to direct you He may have you move You may have to be in a certain place To get in your wealthy place Amen Hallelujah It's important It's very important Okay So we're going on here So um, we, we, we find that wealthy place And that dream Coming through the multitude of business um, We need to ask questions of the Lord And expect answers We need to keep our hearts and spirits open For an idea that can overlap with our job And then propel us out of our job Some people are sitting there Well you know if I ever get to quit Walmart I might do something Well honey You're going to have to probably do something before you quit Walmart. You know what? Amen. God doesn't usually provide financing for us so that while we develop an idea. So you're going to have to burn some midnight oil, praying, seeking God, developing your idea, honing your skills. You may have to, you know, if you're really going to be a businessman in our day, you better get on, if you don't have nothing else to do, start learning computer. You're not going to be able to do it without a computer In our day Hallelujah Some people are afraid of them As they are a rattlesnake You're going to have to know something about computer You know you may just have to know How to read the computer readouts That your accountant sent you But you have to know something The printouts that your accountant sent you You have to know something Even in our church here We get a printout from the accountant every month And you got to be able to figure out how to read the thing Amen? And so, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can start learning and, 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 and believe in God as you get there. Continue to believe for raises, increases, bonuses, etc., but broaden your horizons beyond that. Now, don't quit believing for raises. Don't quit believing for bonuses. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Believing for a raise. Everybody in here believing for a raise that works for somebody. Everybody in here believing for a Christmas bonus? Amen, amen But broaden your horizons beyond that Amen Don't limit God Don't limit God to where you've worked for the last 40 years Or 20 years or 10 years Don't limit God If you've worked for, you know, a company for the last 30 years Don't limit God to that Amen God has so much more That he wants to do in our life The first business or step God takes you to May not be your final step Sometimes the first idea you get Is just the step to get you to the idea Sometimes God will give you a financing step Do you know what I mean? In other words, you've got a mega idea Man, I'm going to own a chain of restaurants Throughout all of Alabama Well, you know how you're going to get there there's some steps in-betweens usually. Usually you can't go from working at Walmart to owning a chain of restaurants unless a rich uncle dies. Amen? Amen. There's some steps in between. You may end up baking cakes in your home at night or selling them. Amen? Amen? I know people that have done things like that. Pay attention to what you love to do. Pay attention to what you're good at. Realize that wealth is not easy street. It's hard work. See, a lot of people are saying, man, I want to get wealthy, so I'm quit working at Walmart. Because man, I'm tired of being on my feet all day. I'm tired of working so hard. I want to get wealthy. God make me wealthy so I don't have to work so hard. I'm, I'm sorry, you got wrong thinking. you hadn't been proved good enough yet, evidently. And God's going to bring you going to have to go around that mountain one more time. Turn to Deuteronomy 6, chapter 10. I want to quit Walmart so I can be my own boss. Well, let me just tell you something It's harder than it looks You know, one time when we were in Seminole Pastor asked somebody to preach for him while he was gone One of the men in the church And when Pastor got back, he said, you know It's harder than it looks You know, it looks like what we do up here It's so easy, but it's harder than it looks It's harder than it looks, I promise you it is Amen Praise God I won't explain it. I'll just trust you understand. Well, a lot of things are harder than they look. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't use our faith on them, but I'm talking about the other perspective of somebody thinking that they're just going to retire and, you know, I just want to get wealthy so I can stay on my boat all the time. I just want to get wealthy so I can, you know, just travel around in my motor home. Well, number one is you've missed the, the reason for wealth. And God's not real interested in prospering somebody that's just look at that, that will never be in church all year because they're in their motor home all the time. Well, uh-oh. well think about it. The Bible talks in, in, I think it's Mark, anyway, it's in there somewhere, about how Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. And she got up and served them. You know what? When God heals you, He's healed you to serve. He's not healed you so you can go play tennis, so you can go play golf five days a week. That's not why He's healing you. Now, great if you can play tennis, and it's it's fine to have a hobby, but I'm talking about people that devote their lives to those things. He's healed you to be a healer. He's healed you to be a blessing. He's healed you to serve Him. Peter's mother-in-law got healed of that fever, and she got up and started serving them immediately. So and, and getting healed has everything to do with motive and prospering has everything to do with motive. So if you're wanting to prosper so you can get a sailboat and sail all the way around the world and live like a mum. I mean not ever have to put a tie on again. Never have to you know, you know, there's people do that. Amen. There's people who do that. But that's not gonna, that you're not going to motivate God to make you wealthy with that kind of motives. So you better get your motives into I want to prosper so I can abound to every good work. And the best way for God to know that is for you to start abounding to every good work now. Amen. And for you to devote yourself to serving Him now. Amen. And then you just need to work it out and, and just make up your mind, I'm not going to get wealthy and backslide. I'm just not going to get wealthy and backslide. I will not backslide. You know, but I, you know, it's real easy. You think, well, I wouldn't. But you know what? When you are desperate for God, it's real easy to stay on your face. Amen. God, I don't know how we're going to pay the rent. Boy, you'll be on your face in a minute. All of us will. We get on our face when, we're, when, we're, when we don't know how we're going to pay the rent. But when the rent's there, we sit and watch MacLock. See, we got to get our character right, don't we? Amen. So I'm talking to you tonight about that. Deuteronomy 6, chapter 10, says. And, the, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive tree which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full." Then beware lest thou forget the Lord Which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt From the house of bondage So at least three times here that we've read He's told them to beware That they do not forget the Lord When they come into all this abundance He said you're going to live in houses You didn't build You're going to have vineyards you didn't plant You're going you're to uh, drink from wells You didn't dig Amen Praise God I hope you're believing for things like that Set yourself to let God fill your house Quit trying to do it in your own strength Let God fill your house And set yourself instead to seek first His kingdom Meditate and be a doer of the word And then whatever He tells you to do Do it Amen You say well God's not told me anything to do Well probably you hadn't started on the meditating And confessing And the seeking Him And the praying part yet You get on that part and he'll start talking Amen You press into that part Psalm 112 verse. uh, Well first of all I want to read from page 19 Of the book Y'all don't know where page 19 Says but I'm going to read from page 19 And then we'll go to Psalm 112 It says The Lord once spoke to me and said Tell my children that they can't dream Any bigger than I can deliver isn't that good? When you get hold of this revelation and begin to act on it God will take you into your wealthy place You will be headed for a blessing traffic jam Amen. While you are sleeping He will do the work Just believe Him and refuse to let go of His promise In fact, He can increase you rapidly Amen. Wow It doesn't have to be a slow work Hallelujah Hallelujah God will bring rapid increase to your house if you will take Him at His word. Hallelujah. Thank God for a rapid increase. Yes. Amen. Are y'all grateful? You want me to read that again? I just want to. The Lord once spoke to me and said, tell, me, tell my children that they can't dream any bigger than I can deliver. When you get hold of this revelation and begin to act on it, God will take you into your wealthy place. You will be headed for a blessing traffic jam. While you are sleeping, he will do the work. Just believe him and refuse to let go of his promise. In fact, he can increase you rapidly. It doesn't have to be a slow work. God will bring rapid increase to your house if you will take him at his word. Now, turn to Psalm 112. Y'all are there. I was reading and let y'all turn. I'm thankful for that rapid work, that rapid increase. Psalm 112 says in verse 1, Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Are you delighting greatly in the word of God? Well, yeah, you're on Sunday night, so you would be. Verse 2, his seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Say, Wealth and riches riches are in my house. And then it goes on to say, and his righteousness endureth forever. You know what? Wealth and riches are in your house. That should be your confession. Amen? Why? Because you are uh, delighting yourself in the greatly in his commandments. So wealth and riches are in your house. Turn to Psalm 35. Verse 27. Oh, this is a good one. I like this scripture. Draw circles around this one in your Bible Highlight it, draw stars by it Let them shout for joy and be glad That favor my righteous cause Yea, let them say continually Let the Lord be magnified Which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant If you ever wondered whether God liked prosperity This says he has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants God is magnified by your prosperity He's not magnified by debt. He's not magnified by our bills. He's magnified by our prosperity. Amen. Amen. So, there's one thing that I want to give you tonight that will set you apart to enter into your wealthy place. And it's found in this scripture that we just read. This is the one thing that's going to set you apart so that you can enter into your wealthy place. The one thing that will set you apart is your willingness to magnify the Lord. And his word over your circumstances No matter how bad they may seem You will be ready to enter into your wealthy place When you magnify the Lord and his word Over your circumstances no matter how bad it is So what that means family is you gotta quit talking Oh we're so broke I don't know how we're gonna make it Oh my God did you see how much the electric bill was this month Oh you know Amen Praise God Hallelujah Because see what are we doing We're magnifying something Above his word aren't we So what do we do when we get a bill We say Philippians 419 My God Shall supply all of my need According to His riches in glory By Christ Jesus Well Debbie what do you do If you're right up to the day before And you still don't have it You say my God shall supply All of my need According to His riches in glory By Christ Jesus And then what do you do If you're right on the day of it And you hadn't paid Or maybe it's even the day after it's due And you still hadn't paid it You say my God shall supply All of my need According to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, you magnify the Lord and His Word above your circumstances. Amen. Uh, I know, you know, this has to do with healing But I tell you, it works for prosperity too I tell you, you know, Norval Hayes was speaking to a lady that was dying I mean, I think she had like a, a just a few months to live She was dying And uh, he told her that night, she worked all day She had to go to work I know some of you have to go to work And sometimes you think the things that Pastor and I tell you to do Are impossible because you work But he told her, he said Now after work in the evenings You walk the floor of your house And you confess the word And you praise the Lord And I think it was like 10 months Or something like this That every night, her and her husband They walked their house Thank you Lord, I'm healed Thank you Father that I'm strong Thank you Lord, thank you Lord And they magnified the word Above her condition And above her symptoms And you have to do the same thing, family, sometimes with with prosperity and with coming out. You have to walk the floor sometimes. You have to walk the floor when you're tired from working. And you have to magnify the Word of God above your circumstances. And quit magnifying the creditors and the realtors. I mean, not realtors, creditors and the bill collectors. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have to walk the floor, you walk the floor. And I think he told her, you know, do it for three hours every night or something like that. I mean, he's like, you just could not believe that Norval Hayes would expect somebody who, who was worked all day to come home and walk the floor for three hours every night praising God and confessing Scripture. That sounds unreasonable, doesn't it? Well, how bad do you want to live, lady? Amen. See, when the devil's already got a big foothold in, sometimes you got to take drastic measures when he gets a big, big foothold in. Amen. Amen. And she wanted to live pretty bad, and she got healed. Hallelujah. And sometimes we just, you know, can't get away from our big screen long enough to even, you know, do the most minute things, or we just kind of. You know, give God a little token thing Prayer before we go to bed I know, I know, I'm, I'm just like you You know, everybody has flesh And flesh likes to lay on the couch That's what flesh wants to do And flesh will even tell you, you deserve it You worked hard all day and flesh will tell you, not only do you deserve it, you need it. If you're going to make it through tomorrow. Amen. Amen? You know, and this is true. See, a lot of times we go to the flesh, we try to rest in the flesh. And we need to rest our flesh. I'm not saying about that like that. though. You don't need sleep. You do need sleep. But what will refresh you the most a lot of times is not what we're doing Gloria Copeland, the Lord told her, after you preach, because after you preach, you can be really, really tired, especially if you've been in a really long meeting and you've ministered under the anointing. It's a tired like no other tired. And he said, well, when you get through preaching, go home and pray in the Spirit. I I can tell you, it is the very last thing you want to do. But she found that it, it just alleviated tiredness. I know that's true because I've come to prayer on Tuesday night When I was tired, 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 tired I've come to prayer on Tuesday night When I laid on the couch in the pastor's office Until it was the very last minute So I could come in here But you know what, when I left I felt good amen. I, I didn't feel tired at all, why? There's something about it, I can't tell you what it is But there's something about praying There's something about getting in the spirit There's something about it, amen And I would leave feeling good I've come to church with symptoms for when I felt horrible and left feeling, feeling good. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay, so uh, your willingness to magnify the Lord and his word over your circumstances, no matter how bad they may seem, that is what is going to set you apart to enter into your we- wealthy place. So here it says that God is magnified by and, and he has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So I want to tell you something. Let's start giving God pleasure. If it makes God happy for me to prosper, I want to make God happy, don't you? How many of you want to make God happy? Okay. Well, it makes him happy. He says it it says he has pleasure if you prosper. Hallelujah. What a God. What a God. That's happy when his kids have when when the he's happy he's happy when you know some people think God's happy if you do without at Christmas no God's happy when you got presents stacked out clear to the front door Amen. that they're they're waist deep at your house Amen. why because he has he he delights in your prosperity Amen. he's oh, magnified God. by prosperity. Thank I mean, we actually had a lady in our church, and I can tell you she was warped bad. She was warped in her mind because her parents took the money that they would spend on their two kids for Christmas and they gave it to Buckner Baptist Children's Home because, you know, they need it, those kids need it worse than y'all and expected her two children to rejoice in the fact that they might get like one little present and we're not going to give... Ourselves, we have so much already. We're not going to give our ourselves stuff. We're going to give y'all one little present. We're going to give the rest to Buckner's Baptist Children Home. Well, the boy turned out to be a homosexual. Doesn't want anything to do with his parents. And the girl died when of cancer when she was forty after she had. Uh, had a and these are committed committed Christians in the town we came from her parents still are still there still very committed Christians and 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 and, and the girl was a committed Christian that died too but she she could never she just came out warped Amen. see you come out warped when you don't understand father god wants you to be blessed father god wants christmas to be a happy day father god wants birthdays to be good Father, God wants to be a blessing to you. He likes it when you prosper. Amen. And people that don't understand that or know that, man, they can get their kids warped. I'm telling you, this girl tried to commit suicide so many times. I'm telling you, she, she, you know, I mean, it was just, her life was just hellacious just because she never could get straightened out on the inside about that. Well, anyway, God wants you to magnify Him by prospering. So we're going to let God have pleasure by prospering. And we're going to do it by faith. And we're going to do it by obedience to what he says. And we're going to do it by believing his word and by sowing and giving. Now when you start talking to God about your wealthy place and he begins to give you ideas and things like that, one of the first things he's going to say to you is sow a seed. He's going to start talking to you about sowing. And you're going to be thinking, what now, now God, when I get in this business and I get it going, and I really get, let's see some cash, God. Or when I, or when I get this new job, or when I get this raise, let's see some cash. No, he's going to say, so, Amen. And he's probably going to ask you to sew something that's not real comfortable. I know he told me this morning, he's told, he, he, when Pastor was talking about uh, TV, God said, I, just, I heard, I heard, so much a figure every week To TV And I said to the Lord I said that figure Okay God I'll give that figure every month To TV Because that felt so much more comfortable It's like yeah I, I can get there on that figure every month But he said no I won't See I'm stepping out in a couple of areas Pastor and I are and you know God's talking to me about C." Amen. He's talking to me. Now, did, uh, Colin, Do we print these up? Pass these out, ushers. Let everybody have one. We'll do this and we'll get out of here. Not that you're in any hurry. Because you can go home at 8 o'clock and watch. Who wants to be a millionaire? But we're going to be millionaires without Regis. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm not discouraging you from going... I'm embarrassed because nobody from the South is ever up there. It's like nobody down here is. I mean, like one time from Alabama. You know, one t- I think my dad said one time from Texas and, and that she did. She was out on. He said the lady from San Antonio, Texas was out on $300 and she was gone already. She'd used all her lifelines. It's like. And all these people from Harvard and up in there, they think we're. Bunch of idiots down here. And so y'all start calling those numbers and entering just to prove them wrong. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because I believe y'all are smart. I believe Barry could go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? Amen. Amen. Some of you guys. Some of you. I, and women, too. Have y'all noticed? Never had a female millionaire. Now, this is not about money I'm talking to you about. I'm talking about smart. We're just as smart down here. Y'all act like you don't believe it. So, enter millionaire, but, you know, we're going to prosper without it. Amen. Let's confess this. Amen. We can read this together tonight because you have a copy, all right? Ready, read. According to the word of God, I declare that money cometh to the body of Christ and money cometh to me for the sake of the gospel. I am laying a foundation and God is performing his word in my life. I call my local church debt-free. I call in all the necessary finances to completely pay for all the buildings, properties and equipment and to do everything God has called us as a church to do. We will tell the untold, reach the unreached and help the believers walk in faith and victory by the anointed teaching and preaching of the gospel. I call myself debt free. I proclaim that I have the necessary finances to do everything God has called me to do with enough in store to bless others. Father, I honor you by putting your first, giving you my best in tithes and offerings. I thank you that you supply all my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus and grant the desires of my heart. You are bringing me into my wealthy place. You are opening the windows of heaven and pouring me out a blessing until it overflows. I believe I receive double in every area of my life. Double anointing, double rejoicing, double in my giving, double in my receiving, double in my income, and double in my assets. I receive double in Jesus' name. I call my house and all my property paid for in full I believe I receive raises and bonuses Sales and commissions Favorable settlements Estates and inheritances Interest and income Rebates and returns Discounts and dividends Checks in the mail Gifts and surprises Lost money found Bills decreased and paid off Blessings and increase Thank you Lord for meeting all of my financial needs so that I have more than enough to give into your kingdom. Money cometh to me now. You are bringing me into my wealthy place. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, let's stand up. Hallelujah. That's yours to keep. And that would be a good